Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. He's big and he is powerful. He knows that there's people here. I was immediately freaked out. It is mean. Pure hatred and anger. Scared the living crap out of me. It has bad intentions. He was diagnosed with psychosis. Well, that's no way to live. No. Are they dangerous? Yes, they are. They're cursed. They're being watched. My name is Amy Allen. This thing likes death. I see dead people. This thing's like a monster. I speak to dead people. And he's pissed off now. And they speak to me. His head was cracked. But there's only one way to know if my findings are real. This guy was murdered. I rely on my partner. I'm Steve DeShave. I'm a retired New York City homicide detective. I cannot help you unless I know the whole story. And I know every person, every house has secrets. You saw her? It's my job to reveal them. Why would you stay here? But Steve and I never speak. We never communicate during an investigation. Until the very end. Stop it. Stop it. We uncover if it's safe for you to stay. I want to know the truth. I want to know what's happening. Or time to get out. I told you to go to this house. Amy and I work on the same case, but from two separate perspectives. I dig into the property's past, bringing its dark secrets to light while Amy communicates with the dead. When we're finished, we present our findings to the clients and each other. I'm in Egg Harbor, New Jersey, just outside of Atlantic City. We were called in by a woman named Jessie. She tells me her husband, who's usually a tough guy, is terrified to go to certain parts of the house. Even worse, her three small children are starting to be affected. I'm hoping we can help this young family out. Before Amy arrives, I need to remove anything that could influence her findings. And this house is filled with photos of a family and their young children. Once these items are cleared, the location will be ready for tonight's walk. I felt like this huge 
being behind me. And uh, I thought it was a big shadow person. But when I looked, I knew that it was just a guy. And um, he wants to slit my throat. All right, Jess, so when we spoke, you said the whole family's having issues here. Right. So tell me about what's going on. The kids are starting to see things, shadow figures. My husband is completely freaked out, and it's just, it's escalating. Are you getting affected by anything here? Yes. Okay. I see it more than most. You do? When you first moved in, did you start experiencing stuff, or did this happen later on? It was immediately. Why did you guys stay? We couldn't financially afford to leave. We, I had put my life savings into the deposit, and then we just couldn't go anywhere else. Now, the kids, how old are they? Six, four, and two. What's going on with them? My son, he will not go into his room for any reason. He doesn't sleep in there, nothing. Is he sleeping with you guys? Yes. Okay. Does he ever mention why he doesn't want to stay in his room? He just says he just doesn't like it, like there's just someone in there with him. Yeah, what about the other kids? My daughter, she's been sick for over two years, and nobody knows why. Doctors didn't give you a reason? They tested her from leukemia to everything, and nothing ever came back. No ear infection, no like crazy stomach thing, nothing. It's heartbreaking, and that's why we called you guys, because it's escalated to the point to where now my kids are being affected. Uh, there's a sickness here. Something bad. If there's gonna be anywhere where there's a sickness, it would be here. I don't like it at all. It's from the stuff outside. It lingers here, it lingers here. There's been this thing that has um, always been around. It's not just this house. It follows them everywhere. Three months after we bought the house, I had a dream that there was a kid standing in my closet. I followed him out of the bedroom, through the living room, into the kitchen. He stopped at the basement door, opened the door, went like this for me to follow him, so I did. I followed him down the first two steps onto the landing. I stopped at the landing in my dream. I watched him walk the rest of the steps and turn into the basement. Okay. I woke up from my dream. I was standing on the landing. Like, I physically got out of bed and followed this kid in my sleep. Were you on medication at the time for anything? No, nothing. Were you drinking that night? No. Well, there's nothing that would have made you do that? Nothing at all. Anything else in here? I wake up because I hear people talking. They start out in my dream. Okay. And then I wake up and I still hear them. So then I'll get up to go investigate and there's no one here. It's gotta be tough for you to sleep in here then. Yes. And there was a time where for a straight year I slept on the couch. Well, that's no way to live. No. What are you looking at? They kind of look like little tiny jellyfishes with like the long tentacles. They're on the ceiling, they're always moving, they're always around. They're trying to organize themselves to become a being. What sort of things can they do to people? They are aggravating. They would cause stress, a uh, sense of unease, uh, insomnia. Are they dangerous? Yes, they are. 
This is the most hated room in the house by everybody. Okay, so what's going on down here? My son and I were walking down the stairs. I turned to him, like two stairs from the bottom, and right past this doorway, a very large, very black figure walked right past the door very slowly, blacked out the light bulb completely. Then it kept walking and disappeared. Nobody else was down here or came down. It was just you and your son. Just me and him. I right, down the bulb couldn't be faulty, be loose or anything like that? No. Okay, what did you do? My son immediately turned around and hauled up the stairs and went screaming to his father. I was immediately, like, freaked out, and I ran up the steps. I don't ever like to have my back to the basement, ever. This is the thing that's been following these people for ever. It is mean, and it has bad intentions. There's some kind of weird revenge thing going on here. The man who wanted to slit my throat will not leave me alone. I think he hates women and is furious that I'm in his space. Just keeps feeling like I'm getting punched in the stomach. This guy, he is attached to women and causes problems in their lives. Like what? Torments, scare him. I think he tries to kill him. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Just keeps feeling like I'm getting punched in the stomach. The punching in the stomach is this male who initially I thought was a shadow person. I gotta get away from this guy. The guy from inside 
He is being kind of belligerent. It's like pounding on me. It's like, get the out. Get out of here, get out of here, get out of here, get out of here. He's like totally wiping me. What do you mean? Sometimes you meet, you know, the ones who really don't want to talk, and they'll just, and then you like try to get into their minds, and then they'll just wipe you. Like it's just this blank slate. Like there's nothing that hasn't happened in a long time. So, Fred, I was talking to your wife, Jess, and um, she was telling me what's going on in the house, and your daughter having some ailments. We didn't know what it was. I don't really talk about it that much, so it's just a rough point in our lives. One of the other situations is my son. He, he never sleeps in his own room. I don't want him to have a bad feeling at that young of age. Right, I mean, it's gonna be tough for you as a father knowing that you can't fix it. That's why we need your help. Right. Can you show me some places in the house where you've been experiencing things? Absolutely. We're coming back from a barbecue, walking up to the house. We came up on the front porch, and I seen a shadowy figure peer through the curtain. Okay. It was, you know, I seen his shoulders, the head, the outline of the whole entire body. It scared the living crap out of me. Now, you don't... Look like you scare easy, but well, that, that scared you. Scared me enough where I had to call my four foot nine wife to come up to the front porch and go inside the house. Really? Yeah. Is this the first time you saw something like that? No. In the kitchen, I just happened to see a shadowy figure again peer over. He's looking at me, I'm looking at him. I yell at my wife thinking that's my wife playing a joke on me. She comes out of the bedroom looking flustered as could be. And I was like, why, you know, what are you doing? She's like, I'm putting the kids to bed. So you've seen this thing two times? Actually, two nights ago. I had a dream. And in that dream, in the corner of the bedroom, there was a black shadowy figure. It almost looked like the Grim Reaper. And it just kind of went for me and I woke up at the same time. I had the chills from head to toe. Okay, so this guy is pissed. Pure hatred and anger. The shadowy figure that wiped my mind doesn't want me to know anything about him, but I've been fighting off his other attempts and I'm starting to see what's making him so angry. He's mad because he feels like he was ripped off and betrayed. And uh, the crawly things in the room, I know he wants them to be here and he wants them to come together and form a being. Are you talking about the jellyfish creatures? Yes. Sometimes I gather information that's so bizarre, I can hardly believe it myself. But I just have to rely on what I see and feel and hope it'll make sense later. And they're not good these things. They're not. He's not. Well, how are you feeling that you're here? I just want to just get out. I just want to just want to leave. I just don't like being down here. There's always a feeling of somebody just behind you, looking at you. You have that feeling you're being watched. Talk to your wife about the basement. She talked about the incident between her and your son, what they saw down here. I really didn't, you know, believe it at the time. I don't know, but until I actually physically had to come down here, then I could understand. Plus, it you know bothers me that I, my son has to go through what we're going through as grown adults. Right. I want him to have a childhood and be a, a child. I don't want him to worry about is there something in his bedroom? Is there something in his basement? Oh, you know what? Let's get out of here. You've been nice enough to come down. I appreciate it. I think this is his space. Oh, that <laughs> not gonna talk to me. He's a coward. Such a coward. But he's big, and he is powerful, so it's weird. Like, he's such a baby, like he won't talk to me or anything. He wants to be brutal about it. 
I think um, he's very capable of inflicting pain on people. <laughs> he can touch and, you know, physically do anything he wants to a person, pretty much. Do you have any idea why exactly he's doing this? Mm -hmm. Because he made a commitment to uh, wreak havoc. So he just wants to kill. And I think he wants to do it to somebody here. I made some calls and I was able to track down a woman who used to own the property I'm investigating. She told me that she grew up in Fred and Jesse's house, but that her time there was marked with violence and tragedy. So, Linda, I understand you grew up in the house I'm investigating. Yes. It was my mother, my father, my brother, Lewis, and myself. Okay. Now, you had mentioned on the phone there was some tragedy at home when you were living there. What happened? Mm -hmm. Well, my brother had died, and I have a picture of him. He had committed suicide. He had hung himself in the basement. In the house? Yes. Oh, jeez. How old was he? 14. It was 1970. Who found him? My mother went down the basement, and she found him there. And she yelled and asked me to bring a knife down because she had to cut him down. Oh, jeez. Did he ever mention any problems to you then? No. He was a good kid. He never got in any trouble or anything. Okay, now, did your parents stay there? Yeah. But in 92, my mother died of a rare blood disease. How did your father deal with that? I lost him the day my mother died. After that, everything went downhill. He said he was hearing voices and there was people in his house. He was diagnosed with psychosis. When your father died, how old was he? 87. 87. Mm -hmm. he, he was like an empty shell. That's how I always describe it. He was there physically, but the man I knew, he just, he wasn't there. There is like this old man that's bopping around too. I think this old man is like in his death state. And he wanders mostly, uh, he's confused. He's old. He's like 80. Okay. He does have moments of clarity where he knows that there's people here. But then he gets even more confused. There is activity in the closet because he goes in there and he shrinks down. Damn old men. They look all cute and harmless and then they're crazy. Now that I've got a pretty good idea about this home's recent history, I need to find out a little bit more about its past. So I've reached out to a local genealogist to look through the archives. He tells me he's come up with some pretty interesting stuff. So Bob, what were you able to find out about the property I'm investigating? I was able to take the title back to the uh, mid-1850s when a group of uh, wealthy German financiers acquired uh, 38,000 acres of land that wanted to develop a town that would be a, a land of opportunity for the German immigrants to come. All right. So who wound up settling on the land that I'm investigating? Do you know that? There were two brothers, Ignaz and Louis Resch. They were German immigrants who came over here expecting the land of opportunity. There was going to be parks, lakes, 
churches, schools, I mean, a whole town that they could come to and raise a family in. Okay, so what did they find when they got here, though? A little stark reality. I think it was woods and mosquitoes. They were met with very difficult conditions. Lewis had uh, a total of six children, three of which died. One of them was uh, an infant. Lewis died nine years old by double pneumonia. And then a son, William, died when he was 26 of enteritis. And I brought the death certificate of uh, William there. They would have had the hospitals and the proper medical attention. They could have done so, something different. Sounds like he got screwed over. Yes. I can't imagine this is the life he dreamt of when he left his home country. <laughs> this man who I thought was a shadow person, he's like hiding and he doesn't want to come out. He's not talking to me, and this is all coming from his mind. I'm determined to get into this dead man's head. He's so violent and unpredictable that I think he's responsible for whatever the people in this house are going through. There was something with money in him and maybe his family, I don't know, like something from a long time ago. Do you have any idea when this was? Probably like 1850s. I don't even know if it's in this freaking country. He felt betrayed. He felt double-crossed. Why would he haunt and be trying to get revenge? They're cursed, really. They're cursed. The living, you mean? I'm at the library to see if I can find anything more about Fred and Jesse's property. I don't get any direct hits, but one article catches my attention. Turns out there used to be a sanitarium right near their house. But the records about what went on there are limited. So I've reached out to a local historian. He tells me that the sanitarium is one of the most amazing stories in Egg Harbor's history. During my research, I came across this sanitarium that was right near the property I'm investigating. What can you tell me about this place? Well, Steve, we had a place here that was called the uh, Neutral Water Health Spa that was uh, centered on the healing waters of the creek behind us. It was cedar water that comes up from the ground. It was advertised in several publications, and people that had all kinds of ailments would come here and walk in the health waters heard that all the wonderful cures you could get. Okay, now what kind of ailments did these people have that they would go in the water? Um, prostate problems, kidney problems, uh, uterine problems, infertility. Okay. Uh, you name it, they've came here for it. So there were a lot of sick people on these grounds? Yes, basically. Do we know if anybody died in this place? Well, we do have a reference to one person who came here that the Doctors in the area thought he was at death's doorstep and thought he shouldn't be accepted, but they took him in, but we have no reference of how he died. Ugh. So there's a lot of people that are walking through here. Ooh, lots of illness here. A lot of people who are vomiting. Something with preservation, maybe. Somebody's dying that has something to do with this group. I feel really sick out here. I feel really out of it out here. I feel like, um, Lightheaded, you know, dizzy, uh, hot, dehydrated, chest pain. I can't see very well. What the f is that? Who ran this place? I mean, was it a state place? 
No, it was a private entity that was incorporated here in Egg Harbor City and was run by a Dr. Charles Smith. What kind of guy was he, though? He was a very charismatic person, eccentric. He wholeheartedly believed in his, quote, fountain of youth. Was he a legit doctor? Did he have a degree? No, he didn't have a degree. There's nothing on record with the State Department of Health. He once said that he was born in 1776, which would have made him well over 140 years old when he died. Any given time, the a neutral water health spa was pretty loaded with about 100 and some people. So he made a good living doing this. Basically, yeah. He was quite well-to-do at the end because just to build this facility yeah. and his house and everything else that he had uh, took quite a bit of money. There is a structure, and I'm getting like the people who had to organize it. Maybe doctors, maybe people uh, that had to put this together. And there's a dead person here. I don't like him. And uh, there's a lot of money around him. He's very, very sick physically. And mentally, he's disturbed. During my walk, I encountered many entities, so I had a sketch artist draw the two who stood out clearly. First, the old man in the house. He was probably about 80, very sick, very, very frail. How would you describe the shape of the head? Fairly round, but then it does kind of come down to a sharper point. Next, I described the bizarre creatures in the master bedroom. These little things that kind of resemble a jellyfish. This is kind of flipped, and then the tentacles are coming out. Amy, is this what you saw? Yes. Now that Amy and I have completed our investigations, we're going to reveal our findings to each other and our clients for the first time. This is Fred and Jesse. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. They're married. Um, they've been living in this house a little bit over eight years. They've been having experiences ever since they moved in, but lately things have gotten really out of hand. What's most disturbing is they got three small children, and uh, two of them are starting to have experiences. That being said, I'm going to turn it over to Amy, and she can explain what she encountered on her walk. The first thing that I got was I was actually pulled to the backyard. I saw a lot of people there and a lot of illness. These individuals were involved with trying to preserve something. And I saw the people who were trying to organize this were doctors, but they couldn't make it work. Then I saw this one man standing out, and he was severely mentally ill. Well, there was this sanitarium less than a mile from here. This is the picture of the sanitarium. This is in the late 1800s. This guy, Dr. Smith, claimed that he discovered the Fountain of Youth. At any given time, he had over 100 people in this place. These people were sick that went there. What they were trying to preserve was their youth. Was he a real doctor? No, but you said he was crazy. He told somebody during a census that he was 147 years old. I mean, do you think this is what you picked up on? Yes. Well, what else did you see? When I walked in the house, I felt like 
The illnesses were kind of a little bit in the living room. Then when I went in the pink room, I felt it really strongly. And I feel like it's coming from the outside. It's my daughter's room. She's been sick for two years now. And they just couldn't find anything wrong with her. They test her from everything from cancer to like anything that you can think of. And then six, eight months ago, she got her appendix taken out. Oh my gosh. We actually had a nurse that was a nurse for 20 years that she's never seen a three-year-old get her appendix taken out. It's not fair. Well, what else did you see? I saw an old man in the house, and he's in his death state. He's just, like, confused, and he's about 80, really little guy. His favorite spot is in the closet in the back bedroom. He hides in there. Well. It's my son's room. He's six. He's never slept a full night in his bed. It validates everything he says to me. Well, there was a guy that lived here for 51 years. His name was Louis Brunk. He died at the age of 87. I actually spoke to his daughter who grew up here. At the end, he, he was psychologically wasn't right. And he would talk to his daughter and say, there's people here, they're bothering me, they're talking to me. This is the guy. And actually, that's his daughter in the photo with him. I did a sketch of a man I think you're going to want to see. You guys tell me. Wow. That's crazy. I think it's him. I think it's too close to dismiss it to be anyone else. It's him. When I got here, behind me was what I initially thought was a shadow person. Huge, though, huge. And then I realized as he was walking up behind me that it was just a male who was hiding. His two favorite places are the basement and the garage. This guy is very capable of inflicting pain. He was very threatened by me being here. Like right away we're out here and he comes in and he's flipping out. It's like pounding on me. It's like, get the out, get out of here, get out of here. His goal is to try to screw up your lives. Now, Jesse had an experience with, with a shadow thing down in the basement. Right. She explained that to Amy. I was walking down the steps with my son. We get to the bottom step and I turned to him and right in front of the light, very slowly, this large, like floor to ceiling black mask walked in front of the light and it stopped for like a good three to four seconds. And then it, you know, like just dissipated. Coming up on the porch one time, there was a shadow. It looked at me, I looked at him. And the other time, I mean, I was sitting on the couch and she was putting the kids to bed. Same thing. The backstory that I was able to get on him was that he's from like 100, 200 years ago. He was from another country and he felt like he had been double-crossed. Something to do with land and money and he became extremely vengeful. 
Amy, let me tell you about this guy, Louis Resch. And he came here from Germany back in the 1860s. Came here with his wife and his brother. They settled in a harbor, right on the land that your house sits on. Supposedly, this place was going to have schools, churches, theaters, hospitals. They buy it, they come here, they go look at their land. There's none of that. All they got are trees and mosquitoes. Basically, he was betrayed by the people he gave his money to. He also had a lot of tragedy. Out of his six kids, three of them died. The youngest was a little girl. She died from appendicitis. She, he had a nine-year-old they said died from a cold. He had a 26-year-old son that died from enteritis. Had they been in a developed area, these kids probably wouldn't have died. The next thing that I encountered was when I went into the master bedroom. And what I saw in there was these things on the ceiling. And they had like little kind of tentacles. And uh, they become very, very active at night. One of the main things, they don't sleep. Ever. <laughs> For eight years? Yeah. You had a sleepwalking incident. I did. Really? Three months after we first moved into the house. In my dream, I had woken up and there was a kid standing in my closet. And I followed him out and he stopped at the basement door. He walked down the steps, stopped at the landing. I stopped on the landing and I woke up. And when I woke up, I was standing on the landing. And then I called Fred hysterical. Something's gotta give. Amy, do you know what those things on the ceilings are? There are shattered aspects of the people who lived and died here. It's kind of hard to visualize what I'm talking about, so the sketch artist did draw it. It's interesting. Take a look at that. Oh, my gosh. Did it remind you of a dream you had? That's exactly where it was, right there. Identical. That whole shape. Yeah, absolutely. To the T. That's how I felt afterwards. Exact placement. What's going on is that this guy, Lewis, wants these things to become an entity so he can do very, very bad things. This Lewis or the one from Germany? The one from Germany. The bad Lewis. Honestly, I don't even know what to do with this. His goal is uh, <clears throat> vengeance because he felt double-crossed. And what he did was he actually cursed this land but when he did this curse, he actually cursed himself. So he's like in this forever. He can't get out. But since he can't get out, he's gonna continue to do this to create problems or illness or misery or whatever he can do. Your sleepwalking incident, probably him, probably trying to kill you. Is that why he's always checking up on me? He's threatened by you. If he's able to ever get these things together, what could happen? He'd get more powerful. He would be able to control them and also feed off of their energy. Was there anything else? No. Well, remember before I told you about Louis Bronk? His 14-year-old son hung himself in the basement here. Okay. Nobody knows why. Talked to his sister. Why do you think he didn't get the hanging downstairs? It could be several things. He could just be gone. Or he could be scattered. Do you have a picture? Of him? Of the son? I do. Oh, my God. 
That's who I saw in my dream. I don't think his son was a bad person, so I don't think he would lead you down right. a flight of stairs. It could be that he was influenced by this guy, Lewis, which is not good. Jesse, Fred, you got hit with a lot of information tonight, and I'm sure some of it's not what you wanted to hear. The pressing question is, is it safe for you to raise your children in this house? For that question, I'm going to turn that over to Amy and hopefully she'll have an answer for you. You have a lot of debt around this location, but it's really beneficial for you and the dead that are here if you stay and stop the vicious cycle. What I feel needs to be done here is to contact a local Wiccan. What exactly is a Wiccan? Wiccans are like a natural witch. They are all about the earth, they're all about nature, they're all about preservation, and she or he is going to do some kind of ritual that will negate the curse that he has placed upon himself. Will the Wiccan take care of the bad Lewis, um, this fractured stuff, and possibly our poor guy here? Yes, and it'll protect them from his vengeful curse. Will that take care of this sickness that's outside trying to get in? Yes, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I would love to help him to be with him, and even this guy. I would like him to go with his family and just let us go and just do what we have right. to do. Are you going to take our advice? Oh, I'm going to call tomorrow. Okay. What I had to go through in, in myself, which nobody knows other than her, maybe my parents, is what my daughter's sickness did to me. I need to do it for her. It's going to be taken care of by the end of the week. I'm worried that if they don't deal with it immediately, their suffering could continue, and they might never find peace in their home. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes. Ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.